forget everything that you think you know about comics. Some say the battle of good versus evil is never ending because evil always survives. Some say that there are two types of people in this world, those who drink beer and those who enjoy a good comic. But damn it, we are the bridge. And to that we say cheers. We are your guardians, your watchful protectors from everything mundane. Because in the real world, you either die a hero or you drink long enough to see yourself become the villain. There's a war going on out there. How can you be sure you're on the right side? The ageless debate of what's right and wrong brought to your headphones with the simplest of solutions. With great beer comes great responsibility. And we accept that responsibility. For in brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape our sight. We are hop heroes, bringing the relevance of great beer and comic book stories to light. Hello and welcome to another edition of Hop Heroes, a show where we talk about not only our favorite drinks, but also our favorite heroes. And I'm your host, Jordan Arith. With me as always, talented artist, comic enthusiast, J.R. Gonzalez. How you doing, kid? Good. How you doing? How's the life rolling? Seems like you're busy lately. It's been a wild few weeks. Yeah, it's uh, it's wedding season. It's peak season at work. Um, it's hot. I have to wear a lot of suits. So <laughs> I've been doing a lot of road tripping, which I'm not like against. I love road trips, but but by yourself driving to Walla Walla to and from. It's a lot of time with your thoughts. I did find a good podcast to listen to, though. Um, shout out to Smartless. I don't know if you've heard that one yet, but Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, and Sean Hayes basically okay. interview celebs. How can you and, go wrong? Uh, yeah, they've had, and they have amazing guests. Like I listen to Robert Downey Jr., Will Ferrell, Seth Rogen. I mean, they got the the works. Ryan Reynolds, whoever you want's on there, and it's it's really funny. So I, that got me through. Um, fell in love with that show on the way there. But now I'm back, and uh, we're talking talking the siege and drinking some beer. So it's a it's a good time, man. What uh what about you? What, what did you do this weekend? Uh just hung out at home. I mean, I think Amber and I are enjoying our house. I mean, we you know we go out and sit on the deck, eat food on the deck, talk on the deck read on the deck <laughs> we got trees everywhere that deck life living that deck life yeah i think we're enjoying the house life you know um it's nice i i've, I've been living by myself now uh for a couple of weeks and haven't been at home too often i've been on the road a lot but coming home to an empty house with nobody in there that's exactly how you left it is is really nice <laughs> it's, it's i gotta say i'm enjoying it thoroughly um, you know, the messes are my messes if there are any, and I'm not the, I'm a rather clean person. So it's, 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 it's yeah. a properly maintained apartment with, uh, very little to clean up. You know, I do food delivery, so very little dishes. Uh, I just, I can come home and relax and let my hair down. Yeah. Is this the concerned. first time you've ever lived by yourself? I lived by myself for a semester freshman year in college. I got a single dorm my first semester. Oh, Okay. And soon moved into a fraternity the second semester, which uh, was unplanned and the polar opposite. So, yes, I barely lived by myself. Yeah. I mostly lived with uh, sweaty degenerates. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> not including my ex. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that in there. But, uh, <laughs> mostly college. Mostly college is what I'm referring to. Um, but, yeah, it's nice. It's like solitude. I, I can handle it pretty well. Um, and it's, it's easy to unwind, you know, and like – you have, I have you, you know, I have you whenever I want to talk to somebody face to face, 
Um, so what I'm you know, here for. <laughs> just talking to people all day at work. Like, it is good to unwind solo sometimes. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, good, good, good. I like it. Sometimes I think you get a lot more done when you're by yourself. <laughs> Dude, for sure you get more done. Like, I, I mean... I got to read, so I've been running, and I hadn't got a chance to read The Siege, and then I got home yesterday and, like, could just lay on the couch and read and have no distractions. Yeah. Um, and, oh, my God, I am excited to talk about this comic, and I really hope that there are some ties to the MCU from this because the storyline is fucking sick. So, really excited to get into that, but before we do, let's go into our beverage breakdown. So today, we are drinking from Fremont Brewing in Seattle. Oh, nice. And I, just, I just passed by them the other day. It's kind of big, the building. The brewery is sick. Yeah, yeah, giant brewery, tons of outdoor seating. You'll see a lot of bikes outside very often. It's in the hipster part of town, and it is perfectly equipped for their clientele. You can go there, just put your beer on a barrel, stand outside in the sun, bring your dog with you and crush some delicious beer. So it's exactly what the Seattle life is all about. Uh, we're drinking the Ollie IPA, which is a seasonal IPA from them. It's named after one of the owner's pets. Oh. Uh, they, <laughs> they say love. Love is a four-legged word is their phrase because they love their dogs. I love it. Um, so this is an IPA. <clears throat> it's only available uh, April through August. It's 7% ABV, 70 IBU. It's got uh, two-row pale and Vienna malts with rolled oats, citra, Simcoe, Chinook, and mosaic hops. And if you get the pour here, perfect, which obviously I will. Look at that color. That is just pristine IPA. That looks great. Right there. Yeah, that's exactly what you're looking for. And it's got, it's got a lot of sweet... Like a pineapple aroma, but it's not a hazy, so it's not going to be f overly cloudy, and it's not going to be overly sweet, which I excites me. Uh, but yeah. it's got the look almost like a hazy, right? Yeah. It's very close, so it's like flirting with that line. Oh, that's good stuff. That reminds me a lot of the... It's almost like sun glitter, but not like if sun glitter from Silver City had no like, like half the sweetness. Like it's it's got the it starts off with the sweet, but it's like quickly shut off by a bitter, so the sweet doesn't linger too long. So it has an, a nice like warm opening, and then it kind of shuts it off and get you that bitter aftertaste, which is what I look for in an IPA. So it's it's like a cross between a hazy and almost like a pale. Interesting. Um, it's super crisp. Very light. I I have never really gotten too deep into Fremont's beers. My my one one daily driver I go with them is the Sky Kraken. Yeah. Um, so this is my first time trying the Ollie, and and I'm a I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. What's your What's your favorite brewery to go to? I know you don't drink a lot, but have you had a good experience at like a brewery? Um, I haven't. I've got. I've only gone to a couple. Obviously, Silver City's been was really fun because they treat us like royalty there, and I have no idea why <laughs> they do that, Shout but out they to do. Jess. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. I've gone to some. I've gone to Go Brewery out here in Auburn. 
um, which was really nice. That's where I sniffed all the. Um, oh the yeah, you smelled the sampler, which yeah. was uh, not ours, not mine. I just was like, oh, let's just sniff people's beer, right? But um, sure, sure. It, it's always got every brewery's got this like wonderful, almost house vibe, you know, lights low and um, just ch- chatting everywhere. So. Um, I think I need we need to see more because I don't think I have that much experience to throw on the mic to be honest with you. Yeah, well, I, I was asking like we should do a brewery tour, you know? Yeah. Um, because Seattle just has so much to offer, and Fremont's pretty much a staple brewery in yeah. Seattle. It's one of the prominent ones, and like there's 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 very few things I would rather do on a Saturday than hit the hit the breweries in Ballard or Fremont at like noon. You know, grab a pulled pork sandwich or something from a food truck and just brewery hop in the sun, shoot the shit and taste some delicious beers outside with some good friends. Like it's 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 definitely a Seattle weekend lifestyle. And I think that we need to do that together. Holding hands. I think so, too. I mean, it's going to look really odd since you're like a foot taller than me. But um, I think that would be odd. Uh, maybe uh, I, I think, can just put you in my pocket. I'll carry you around. You, don't have to walk. you know, Amber used to say that to me too when we were starting. She's like, "You're that put you in my pocket, put you in my purse kind of guy, and we'll go to, on a date." <laughs> I was like, I don't, yeah. know, "I don't know how I feel about just that." Just the cutest. Yeah, um, I would love to do that. Honestly, I think that would be really fun to get some experience under my belt with some breweries and enjoy. I mean, I, I was just in Fremont uh, last week, and I mean, it was a weekday, and it was still hopping. Just people all over the place. I mean, now that the state's yeah. open, I mean, you drive by and you can smell the food, and you're like, okay, I'm. Where's that food coming from? Um, and then mm-hmm. you see, right as you leave, you see Fremont Brewery, and you're like, okay, this place is legit. Not one of those. I mean, we've been to small. I've been to a small brewery before, and you're like, okay, that's that's decent, but this place was pretty big, you know. Yeah, and they're just they're literally like a brewery every on every street corner there and it's not just you know run the mill breweries these are some of the best breweries in the nation pacific northwest is kind of known for it and seattle is no joke so yeah we we'd have some fun we'd meet some characters i i say we put it on the agenda you know video blog the entire thing uh do some instagram live stories and uh show our fans out there what seattle's all about yeah that's a great plan i love it let's drop acid right before we do it yes yeah i was thinking mushrooms but acid works I'm down with either. Yeah, let's do maybe half and half. Yeah. All right, let's talk the fucking siege. I have so many questions and so much excitement for this. So Brian Michael Bendis brings the siege to us. It is a run from December of 2009 to May 2010. It is, you know, what? let's do, let's do a 60 second synopsis. I want to take a shot at this one. Can you time me for it? I think, yeah, let's I do, I think I can do it. Let's do it. I was, you know, and I, after that, I've got some, um, great things prior to the siege that are, um, probably really important about the siege. Um, and probably why you have a lot of questions. So yes, yes. Okay. So I'll go through with what you're going to get. If you get the siege, um, just like the, what's it called when it's a bunch of issues in one, not a graphic novel, but the omnibus, a trade the omnibus. Yeah. The there's omnibus. a trade. Yeah. Yeah. So if you yeah. get the omnibus, this is what you're going to get. Yeah. All right. So let's do the 60 seconds. Boom. 
Boom, boom, boom. All right. I haven't. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. So, cut to or start with cold open Norman Osborne talking to him, talking to somebody who is explaining to him Asgard has fallen to Earth and it is a threat. We need to take this over. Now, Norman Osborn is currently in charge of the U.S. military with the Dark Avengers at his side. This is not a good situation for anyone. But Norman's convincing himself through the ego of the Green Goblin talking to him in his head that he needs to defend the country against Asgard. Now, when he in doing this, he convinces Ares to team up. He's got Taskmaster. He's got Red Hood. He's got the Sentry, which we will get into, to all take out Asgard. Asgard has no idea this is coming. Thor is injured. Tony Stark is down. The real Avengers are so depleted, but they need to rally up their defenses to defend Asgard and defeat the Dark Avengers. That's actually a good synopsis. Um, obviously, it's it's a uh, the siege was I think a four issue run and with some preludes and some aftermaths or something like that. If I remember, it was a right. very weird. So the way I read it, I read it through Comicsology yeah. and the. The run went through the entire storyline. Mm-hmm. Defeat, spoiler alert, defeats the Dark Avengers. But then it has another issue at the end where the Dark Avengers are still together and everybody's still alive. Yeah, that, Ares that's how they get trades together. It was like a special story. It was actually the annual um, of, uh, uh, it was like a free comic book day issue. And it was kind of like a small insert into mm. kind of... Um, uh, some of these characters kind of like, hey, what happens when they're all getting coffee? You know what I mean? And so it's kind of one of those things. And um, so they kind of throw those in at the end of these books or these collections just to kind of give you a little get uh, a little. Gotcha. It, so it's like a post credit kind of fun. Scene. Yeah, you kind of get to see where, you know, it was during the winter because there's a whole thing involved with the the siege and um the dark rain which is right before that you know and you got the secret invasion right before that and then you got the civil war before that so there's all this history that kind of splits up um the marvel universe comic book wise and the siege is kind of like the 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 tipping point of that until we start a new a new valley gotcha okay so yeah because they like it kind of the dark avengers and the and the old avengers teamed up so that was kind of like a fun little story. It, it was yeah. cool. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so, so many questions. First question I have for you. Let's see if I can answer them. <laughs> I, was, I was really worried because there's so much. <laughs> there is just a lot. And, right. and I think we should save the end for the century because I just sure. I want to get into that later. But Absolutely. he's so interesting to me. Um, Norman Osborn is in charge of the U.S. military and in charge of the Dark Avengers. Correct. Can you walk me through how that happened? Yeah, how, absolutely. How does that come to be? So... Um, like I was saying, there's so much before this, the secret uh, invasion where the, the, uh, were basically the, I always get the name wrong, the Krulls, um, did I say that right? Uh, and Krulls? yeah, you know, where they, a Kroll? is there an S? Is it just Kroll? I think it's Kroll. I always say it wrong. So or is it scroll? Scrolls. Scrolls. It's yeah. in the beginning. Um, where they literally impersonate every single person. Um, and yeah. there's some things that happen where Tony Stark is in charge and he, uh, basically is almost like failing or, or something. And, um, it's actually a really funny, um, scenario where Deadpool is supposed to bring this weapon to the Avengers, 
um, but somehow delivers it incorrectly. And um, of, course. of course, yeah, of course. And Norman Osborne takes that opportunity to kill basically the queen of the scroll scrolls and takes over. And that's how he becomes the head of, of shield, which he changes to hammer at, at afterwards and creates this okay. new um, government entity, basically. So hammer has nothing to do with uh, Sam Rockwell's character in Iron Man two, whose last name was hammer as well. If I'm not mistaken, right? That is correct. This is like that has nothing to do with this. Yeah, this is H M M M M or something like that. Okay, and so he, so the scroll were te- were currently in charge of the sh- of Shield at that point. Like, why would defeating the Scroll Queen impact Shield? They had invaded Earth, and they had started. And if you know anything about the Scrolls, they what they do is they infiltrate, and they uh, basically the way they take your government over your planet over is they start to mimic other people, and there's like certain characters that they had changed into to try and take over the world mm-hmm. um and so they were just in there trying to um basically just you know so, so norman so norman defeating the queen of the scroll was basically like oh he saved us yes it was like uh okay. hey he took okay. that opportunity think of it as the green goblin he takes any opportunity he gets to take to take power he did and he saw this opening and he took that power Gotcha. He took that okay. position away from Tony Stark, who had been struggling at that time. Because this is after Civil War, right? Think about it. So is it. that why he's so beat up in this? Because he's like Donna's deathbed, yes. it seemed like. So what happens is when Norman takes over, he kind of goes after Tony Stark. He takes over his technology. He takes over his suits. And so he actually beats up Tony Stark and becomes the Iron Patriot. And he beats him to a pulp to where he almost dies and to where he's in a coma. And so that's why you see him in a bed and where he's all beat up. And here he comes to um, to, to the rescue at the last minute. He comes back to life. It's actually a great storyline. It's actually Iron Man um, 2009 run. And again, it's right after Civil War. So Captain America had died um, and he was basically lost in time. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Um and he had uh, lost his Captain America role. Bucky had taken over. And Iron Man had felt really guilty about the, the situation and was just kind of drinking a lot and just kind of loosey-goosey, just like normal, Norman, normal Iron Man stuff. And it just happened to be at the weakest point when the invasion happened. Second, Okay, another question that you just reminded me of. So... Yeah, Cap Cap is supposed to be dead, but he's not. So they said that they all watched him die on the Capitol steps. Correct, he was shot. Yep. Uh, which which we've seen that we've seen where he was shot. I remember yeah. that that panel. Uh, how did he not die there? How so is he still alive? It's like a almost like a magic thing. He was just lost, basically, in time. Like he was saved prior. Too. This is the Civil War, so uh, well, I think one day we should do the Civil War, and maybe we can get into better details with that. I mean, that's that's my favorite Marvel movie. Yeah, so, so it, it's completely different than the Marvel movie, uh, other than that Captain America versus uh, Iron Man is a thing. Um, but it's much more of a grander scale than the movie did. I mean, we're talking everybody on Earth picks a side mm. on this Civil War. It's a huge book run. Um, and Captain America, I actually did not start picking up comics until 2007. And so that's when I picked up 
And so I have a lot of Captain America Reborn. And the books that I read, he's just floating through time. He died, but somehow his body just kind of went into like a, the way his body froze into a stasis of like um, just being frozen. And then his, his like soul just drifted in time. And he had to fight his way back to come back to uh, come back to life. His soul escaped his body after he was shot and, and just got lost in it's time? It's something like that. It's not really like, it's like his consciousness or his, his being, you know, he's Captain America. He's not the normal human being, you know, he's able to kind of just, um, I just didn't know super serum gave your soul that much time traveling power. That's it impressive. didn't, it was just like, the, I'm pretty sure I can't remember exactly, but it was, and I never read the civil war, like all the way through. And so I'm not, I don't remember everything on that portion, but yeah, he's basically got put out of commission and he didn't die. This is why they say when uh, characters die, like the Scarlet Witch just died in the comics. She's not really dead. And this is nobody ever dies. Nobody ever dies. Nobody ever dies. So he comes right. back. So that's why Captain America and the Avengers are kind of all broken up at this time. Like I said, there's like a, 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 a like a, um, a before and after. Just like there is in the MCU, Phase 1, Phase 2, there's a before and after. There's a before Avengers and there's an after Avengers. And um, and it kind of makes them, the comic book world, you know, split in two. And the siege is like at the end of it where they start all over. Gotcha. Okay. And so I did see you post on Instagram today about the Dark Avengers, the first appearance yes. of them. So how did that team come to be? So and who is on the team? Who is on the team? There's quite a bit of a list here. But uh, Norman Osborn really wanted to – he's always been this kind of guy that's like, hey, I could do things better than you can do things. And so he really wanted to be just like the regular Avengers. So he, what he did was come up with these characters in, in these names and blackmail all these people to be on his team. Um, we're talking. What do you mean he came up with these characters? What do you like mean? he he came up with this team and this this these roles to benefit himself basically, um, and he wanted people closest to mimic um, the the original Avengers. So that's why, like you see, like Wolverine, he's actually Dakin, which is Wolverine's son. That's why he has two claws, not three claws. Um, which I didn't know Wolverine had a son. I know yep. he had a um, like. What's the girl from Logan? Is oh, X-23. That's his clone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's why you see people like that. That's why um, Hawkeye, who was Bullseye. Which I know from I know Bullseye. It was yeah. Colin Farrell's character. Uh, what about the, like... The, the hood is that the cause who's who's the hood so the hood the so that team is called the cabal team which is basically uh the avengers initiative which is basically like his think tank right the leaders of his organization or his part of the planet and splits it up so you had namar emma frost you know they were the mutant part you had dr um uh, dr doom you know, uh, you had Loki, and those guys are basically the replacements for the Avenger initiatives, which held like Iron Man and held like uh, Professor X. You know, held um, some of these older characters that were kind of the think tank, the overseers of everything, basically, right? Like someone has to answer to someone, and so that's what the Cabal was. That's what Hood is. You know, he's kind of this this person that can kind of transfer people around or whatever, um, and that's actually like cloak and dagger or what do you mean transfer people around yeah he can transport people from one place to another kind of like cloak and dagger but 
Okay. Not with okay. the darkness and the light, but um, yeah, like 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 Spider Man, he was actually Scorpion, but he was Venom. But Matt Gargan, who had been Scorpion, turned into Venom. And then, right, it wasn't Eddie Brock, so that was that was, was that not was Eddie Brock. That was Gargan. That was actually the original Scorpion guy. He had been Venom okay. for a while. Yep. So um, the one that always threw me off was Miss Marvel because it, it was exact. They look exactly the same, but it was Superior, yes. uh, which was another being that had similar powers, just not as strong as Miss Marvel. And is Miss Marvel basically Captain Marvel, or are we talking about a different character? No, here? it's the same Miss Marvel. Okay. okay. She's just Miss Marvel at that time. Not, yeah, that's a really confusing. Yeah, part because to me too. when Miss Marvel becomes Captain Marvel, that's later. It's actually in Avenging Spider-Man number nine, where they actually give her that title, and that's that's only within the last ten years that she's become Captain Marvel. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. And so for those that haven't read this book, they're probably not super intrigued by all of my questions. I just had to get some facts straight yeah. so I understood how this story was started. <laughs> but the story is epic. And so uh, Asgard is crashed to Earth. Now, it hasn't explained how so in the omnibus. Do, do you know why and how yeah, so Asgard it, crashed to Earth? That comes down to Earth during the secret invasions. And so actually Thor had disappeared. In fact, a lot of the characters after the Civil War had gone through this like traumatic experience and so asgard had like fallen. we saw with black widow yes right? yes and so um thor had had saved asgard and brought it to earth and was able to kind of um keep it from from i guess to being destroyed uh there's actually a whole thing on that as well but that's how earth that's how it's so close to Earth. And it kind of reminded me, uh, it, it was after Ragnarok. Basically, Marvel, uh, Thor had his own Ragnarok, and this is how he saved it. He moved it. So did he have to, because remember, in, um, which movie was it in the MCU where he the bridge is destroyed? Isn't that the uh, um, third one, Ragnarok? Or is, that is that in Ragnarok when they destroy the bridge? Yeah. When he's having to break it yeah. with his hammer? I think that's okay. Ragnarok, yeah. So, so part, so this is happening, potentially. Asgard, do you think Asgard's going to fall to Earth in, in the MCU? I think it's been destroyed, so I think there's a version of it. Thor is out in space. He's not on Earth. And this is how the siege begins, is Thor, Thor is not here. He's gone. Same he's with, with the Guardians. Yeah, same right? with Iron Man. He's gone. Same with Captain America. Yeah, he's, he's very gone. Yeah. yeah, same with Captain America. He's gone. And so... This is kind of the version of the MCU I would think was the first phase was them being gone and starting over and then ending at some point. And now we're into a new phase where the new Avengers come up, um, except for that they just re uh, reignite the old Avengers with Iron Man and Captain America. So but there's there's so much to this, um, the siege. What you want to go through is the Dark Reign and the Dark Reign is where. Um, Norman Osborn takes over and that's where the Dark Avengers start and um, you know that's where you see the origin of the century that's where you you know you get to kind of see the how they all come together is in the, the Dark Siege okay. yeah we're here we're here so the century is a character I knew zero about before reading this and it might be one of my favorite characters in Marvel after reading this I think it's it's such a unique and, and, and interesting story so, so can we talk about the century you know what it's Bob. It's Century. It's the Void. Like it's <laughs> Bob so Reynolds. To me. <laughs> Bob, Bob Reynolds. Yeah. Um, so I actually just read the uh, origin. If you want to read the origin of the Century, read uh, Dark Avengers, 
number 13. Um, his, How much is that book valued at right now? You know, I was trying to look that up. And if you want, I was trying to look up the first appearance of Century. He actually came out in his own title called Century Number One um, in 1998. Or um, let me see, that was pretty expensive too. But um, that book basically breaks down Bob himself. Bob. I like to say Bob. I know, it's his name. Yeah. Um, so what I've read on the century is Bob is an overweight average Joe and is discovers he's a superhero and tries to figure out why nobody remembers, including himself, that he's a superhero. So that is a, a different version than the Dark Avengers version. The Dark Avengers gotcha. version, which I like better, is he's actually a drug <laughs> addict. And he actually okay. comes upon this serum, like Captain America. And in fact, in the Dark Avengers 13, Norman Osborn says, hey, I create, I recreated the, the serum for you because he's addicted to it. It makes him stronger, makes him actually the sentry every single time. He like, it sounds like he can't stay as a sentry, like all powerful all time. He needs a serum. And he says mm, to, he so says, it runs out. Yeah. And he says to Bob, he's like, look, I made your serum and anytime you need it, I'll make it for you. Something Iron Man never did for you. And the reason that sentry is the way he is is because he was a drug addict he broke into the lab he was like oh this looks like a new drug and took it and became the century and has all this evil in him and and all these things that he has um, what we call the void which seems to be this ancient egyptian curse made by the israelites um to the egyptians and be and just got passed down and it looks for these beings to inhibit and it found bob but so that's how he becomes the century which I thought was a great storyline to have. So how did the how did a drug addict break into a lab that has a superhero serum in it? Like that seems like it was a, it was supposed to be hidden. It wasn't like this overguarded. It was this guy, this doctor, trying to come up with this serum, and he just ha- happened to stumble across it looking for drugs because he was so in debt. And the scary part is the person that's telling this story is his wife that he keeps hostage. That he nice. and that he tells her, if you leave me, I'll kill you. And she's like, please kill me. And she tries to kill him. And so she's telling this like little robot thing that's like, why? why? He's like, why did you do that? She's like, you don't understand who he really is. Let me tell you. And they go into this story about the Sentry and being a drug addict. And um, and then he's almost like the way Venom is, where he has these two consciences with him. He has his own where he feels guilty, and then he has the Void, which tells me, hey, you need me. You can't die. I won't let you. You know, why don't you just kill her? She asked for it anyways. So it's very similar. Yeah, I get Venom vibes. Mm -hmm. I get Phoenix vibes Mm -hmm. as well. We're ultimately powerful. Can't control them. Right. You go over over the top. So the void has nothing to do with the individual being. It was just a curse that he caught. And so how did he catch the curse of the void? That's one thing I don't know. I don't, I've never actually read anything about that. It's just when I, when I read it and a couple things, all I can hear, see is that he's, it just happened to find Bob. Like he was the one person that that maybe the void needed to be corrupted. So um, that could be, gotcha. well, I think that's something that you and I, I think we talked about this text was like, Hey, maybe we should do a century one. And it, it'd probably be a great one because there's so much mystery to Bob, you know? Um, yeah. And I think that would well, be a I great think one. We, I think we should do the century and that's why I don't want to get too much into the character. But the reason that I'm so curious and that you're so excited about the century is a, we're hoping that he comes to the MCU. But B, his story is just so interesting, and he is a dominant figure that I have 
had no idea existed. I mean, I've heard the century, but I didn't know his his potential, his powers. I mean, he is OP. He's he's more powerful than, yeah. than Superman. No, he's definitely uh, at the top, top of the food chain. He can fly. He can do everything. He can manipulate molecules. He can fly. He can. Uh, but it's just he then be the void takes over and he becomes this this demon. So in the siege, when uh, Norman Osborn's mask was knocked off and you could see him turning into the goblin, everybody freaked out like, oh my god! Um, and he's like, you messed up. I I was the only one that could control him. Why could Norman speak to the Sentry but nobody else could? Because he because gave he him the, the serum. serum. He provided him some kind of love fatherly figure as well. And he was able to provide something that Iron Man wouldn't give him because he knew how dark Sentry was. And so Norman Osborn, being the whack job that he is, said, hey, this is yeah. I'm here for you. Let me provide you. So that's why he was been he was able to be his lapdog, his his enforcer, you know. Gotcha. So if Sentry were to come to the big screen, who would you want to play him? Oh, I don't know. That's very interesting. It's got to be someone towering. I want to see a new actor. I don't want to see, you know, we've seen Henry Cavell being mentioned. They've talked to him about being Wonder Man. They've actually thrown Century in there as well, him being Century. Um, if I he think, played Superman and Century, I'm fucking quitting Marvel and, and DC. Yeah, I think he would look funny with the blonde hair. So uh, I'm hoping someone that... Um, that we just don't recognize kind of like what they did with Thor. I mean, Chris Hemworth wasn't exactly famous until he hit Thor. I mean, we had seen him on a couple no. of things here and there. I don't, I don't hate that idea. And, that, and that's probably Marvel doesn't miss when it comes to casting. Mm-hmm. So whatever they do, if they do that. Um, but you know, you know what I'm going to say? Ryan um, Gosling. Yeah. Yeah. He looks a little skinny. Bro. He looks a little skinny. Place beyond the pines. He's cut. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying he looks a little. He kind of like uh, he's gonna have time, hard time bulking up. Like, um, <laughs> what's his face playing Batman? You know. <laughs> I think he'd be fine. I think you, give, you give guys. He can play. So what I what I like about this, and I, and I'm not gonna go into too long of a rain here, but what I do like about the gods is he, a he's he's got the stoic troubled yeah character down. So it depends. You know, I don't know much about Bob Reynolds. I don't know if he's a talker. But in the comic, in the siege, he he says very little, like almost nothing, and he's troubled and he's stoic. And if anybody can play that role to a T, that happens to have blonde hair, the gods. So if the gods can find a way into the MCU, I feel like this is it. And I already fought for him to be Aquaman. Nobody agreed with me. So let's make him fucking the Sentry. Yeah, I mean, uh, what's it hurt? I mean, you're gonna get a good actor, but I, I definitely would love to see. I, I think I always fall in love with stories with brand new people, you know. I do like that idea too, and I do think if they open it up like that, they'll find somebody that's going to just crush. So, yeah. So either I, way, I think the Sentry has to come to the screen. Though, like I am in I, this character could be polarizing, a a a, a phoenix like being that's potentially an ultimate villain slash antihero, but it's a demon that comes out as like this tarantula scorpion demonic thing when he's on like it looks so cool yeah and we didn't even talk really about the uh the team up with Ares, but the dark avengers norman osborn convinces Ares that he needs to help him defeat asgard and this was all new to me i have never i've never i know that they're characters in the mcu or the marvel but i've never really read or seen greek mythology characters outside of asgard 
portrayed like Ares, the god of war and like hercules is being casted mm-hmm. right now so like it's making you feel shadow john gabris it's making you feel like they're making this asgard earth story happen which is why we're doing the siege and sentry fucking rips Ares in half he just grabs him and rips his body in half and he's a god it's one of my favorite comic book panels ever is to watch I mean, it's one of the bloodiest. We we forgot to mention who does the art in this book in in the siege one through four, which is Oliver Copel. Oliver Copel does amazing stuff. I mean, um, if if you read comics, you know who he is. And so he he does this thing where it's comic book art, but he does it such a way where it's like so intense, and he literally just gets Ares gets just split he just tears one pulls by the neck and pulls his arm apart and Ares is a god of war he's like thor not as strong obviously we see in this book and thought he could handle him and he did not so i mean which is why i really wanted to do this and why we skipped over kind of the dark rain and we kind of do because the siege is such a a a big deal i really think they're going to move into the mcu is going to move into this new phase with these new heroes and figure out a new villain and we got time and it fits so many of the things that they've been doing and i feel like um it's just so close and i feel like it's going to be great i mean thor is off exploring space and he's gonna maybe he'll come back and help save the day i don't know i mean new captain america um but i think that uh I'm super excited. Loki for dies it. in this too. Loki does die in this. That's true, and becomes he becomes the uh, the kid Loki again, and becomes a kid Loki. So and How which, many times, that guy dies so many times. He does die too many <laughs> times. One of the great things about this too is that um, they are there. It seems like they're building the Dark Avengers. They're building a separate Avengers, right? We saw that with the new Black Widow movie at the end with Florence Poe, and then we saw that with. Um, uh Wayne Russell being the US agent. So you're US agent. S- yep. And you're seeing uh Julius Dreyfus character um bring these people Val. together. Val, yeah. Valentina. Bring these people together and in a way that Norman Osborne did. So and we're gonna see um an iron we're gonna see War Machine come out here. So we'll see how all this ties together. So the biggest missing piece is going to be answered, I think, in the new Spider-Man movie. Is Norman Osborn going to rise to the top of this military? Like, like if, if Norman Osborn ends up on top of the government in this new Spider-Man movie, then we have our answer, I think. Aren't they doing a secret invasion show? Yeah. Okay. I mean, we already did Civil War, and now we're moving into the secret invasion tour uh storyline so siege is so you're just saying in timeline siege is next i would just why not then we could start a new phase after that as well and bring back some of the old crew for fun so do you think that they would have access to tom hardy's venom i would love to see tom hardy's venom in this and you get to see one thing i would love to see is maximum carnage which includes captain america oh man Um, don't get me don't get me wet i know so I'm really excited to see all these things. Like I said, this story really is kind of like the pivotal point in comics for Marvel. One of the pivotal points, of course, but one of the latest pivotal points. 
and I see a lot of things that I've seen in the movies come from this stuff. So I'm hoping that we can see some new things coming out. How does Kang the Conqueror play into this? Kang is, I think, so after the siege in 2010, the Avengers um, come back full strength. I mean, I went, and for me, I went all out on comics. I bought every freaking Avenger book. I bought every variant. I bought every spot. I bought all, I spent in like a thousand bucks a month on comics. Um, Fuck yeah. And if I remember correctly, Kang is in that storyline with that Avengers. And he's somewhere in there where he's fucking with stuff again. He's okay. trying to mess so with Kang, things. So Kang Kang isn't isn't counterproductive to the siege storyline, so they could go hand in hand. Yeah, and he's different in a way where and he's such a character. I mean in the past, he just likes to mess with stuff. He just likes to f- and time you can always it's always set in the background, you know. And maybe we'll see Captain America floating there. Come back. I miss you, Chris Evans. Um Yeah, give up on that dream, bro. I will say in the in the podcast I was listening to with Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. as a special guest, Jason Bateman proposed like, so I'm not sure if you're done with the Marvel stuff. He goes, yeah, that's over with. I'm done with it. Like he said, like so quickly. He's like, yeah, it's, I'm done with that. Yeah, so, he's out. We'll he's see. No, 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 no more Robert Downey. They all they're all saying that they're all saying that. But you know, when they get to 50, 60 years old, we're gonna start seeing old people. Jumping on. I don't. Do you want to see that? <laughs> do we want to see sixty-year-old Downey in a suit? Why not? I mean, Why as not? a cameo. Sure. Yeah, as a cameo. But we do need to move on, and it sucks, and it hurts. Yeah, it does suck. We do. We need to get there, and and there were some characters in this in this comic that I had no I had no recollection of. Uh, Wiccan, never heard of him. There's some that I don't remember seeing either. There's so many like so, different uh, outside Avengers. <laughs> Stonewall. Don't know. Never heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot here. So if you haven't told, if you can't tell from our excitement, the siege is, is definitely a storyline you should read. If you want some fun, easy, quick entertainment, it's everything upside down on its kilter. It's Norman Osborn is supposedly the good guy. He's the new Iron Man. And if that doesn't get you a little moist in the pants already, then you're listening to the wrong podcast, but it's the dark Avengers is a cool concept. I feel like if they make it to the big screen, it's not going to be as exact as no. it is in the comic. Like they're not going to have Wolverine son has even been Wolverine. developed. No, like there's going to be some adjustments obviously. Um, but I do think that there's opportunity to do a lot of it. Like, and, and I think that the century could be if Kang's the ultimate baddie in this phase, which maybe he's not, the sentry could be if they let the void loose. Um, so like, who knows what they do with it, but I'm excited for it. There's a lot of ties. If JR's thinking that it's going that way, have you heard any theories of this? Like, have you been reading up on that at all? I haven't this- heard any theories. I think um, maybe that's why I'm so excited about it. You know, maybe because I'm just like, these are things that are, this is perfect timing for when I started picking up comics again. And it falls in right in line with, you know, 2008, 2009, 2010, um, and it just, when I read this the first time and now I'm kind of seeing some similarities now when they talked about the dark, uh, uh, assembling, like basically a dark Avengers, I'm like, Whoa, okay. I lived that. Now I get to relive it in an odd, <laughs> in a, in a, in a new way. And I think that's what excites me about it. Obviously I think we could find some theorists out there, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I mean, I could be totally off base. Who knows? But 
Um, it definitely was fun. I've read, and here's the thing: there's so much before that. You can read Civil War. You can read Secret Invasion. You can read Dark Siege. All that's before that. You can read um, Iron Iron Man. You know um, the, the the issues before that. You can read Thor. The you know like all those issues before that. Yeah, Aspire and all that stuff. You can do all those things, but you read this you can always read it more than once which i have and it's been great every single time uh, i get to that that scene with century and aries every single time and i'm excited i know it's coming i know it's coming and it's there and um so i you know don't be afraid to read it don't be afraid to just jump in there and then if you have to go back go back that's what we're gonna do i mean i've read the dark rain so i've never read the secret evasion and i've never read civil war so those are on my list to do um, fully through. Yeah, and honestly, the siege is eight ninety nine on Comicsology. If you can't make it to your local comic book shop, but go to Action City and, and just fucking buy it. Yeah. So, there. on that note, let's let's do comic stock talk. What do you got for us from an equity standpoint? I have one comic today, and it's of course okay. Dark Avengers number one, which I own as it should be. Um, Ooh, it looks like almost like Iron Giant there, right? I mean, there's the yeah. Iron Patriot um, right there, and we've got Miss Marvel. Then we got the Wolverine. So the reason I this is perfect because I was looking this book up, and um, it's obviously on the rise because of the mentions through uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and um, through Black Black Widow, and it's actually a great book. It's not expensive, too expensive. It's around. 30 to 50 bucks you get a good if you get it lower than that or you see it lower than that, i would snag it for sure um because the closer and closer this stuff gets the more and more this book has gone up um century alone was like 500 dollars. so what the heck is that about you know what i mean the first appearance of century i mean the guy barely lasts 10 years before he died that character so there's something on the rise with this stuff and i would recommend getting the dark avengers Again, I'm seeing it for 50 at the high, probably 30 at the low. Um, and if you get it, if you see it lower than that, my copy is probably worth around 40. Looks pretty good. Staples looks nice and um, clean, no folds. Um, and if you can get it lower than that, I would snag that book. And that's the only book I need to talk about this week because this is all about the siege. Yeah, that's a that's a freaking steal. So you already have one. That means I can't invest in it unless you can find it again, and we'll buy another edition. But I think the century number one is it's expensive. It sounds like five hundred. That character is so goddamn polarizing that if if that comes to fruition where it makes the MCU, that book's going to be three grand. Yeah, for sure. And if, if you get it graded, it'll be even worth money more than that because it's it's already you know such a high thing i will keep an eye out for it i think the reason it is so much is because i've actually never seen that book it might be a limited run and a limited copies because who give the fuck about century back then right like who's this blonde haired guy but he's got such a dark past i think it fits in now you know Um, it's so fitting it's it's just i feel like what the mc need mcu needs to have the edge right and i'm telling you it's JR is, is knows what he's talking about, and this all sounds like it's coming to fruition, and it's it's under the radar. And the Sentry is going to be an iconic character as long as they cast it right, and Marvel rarely misses. So as long as they imagine if they put Ryan Gosling as a Sentry, though, like <laughs> just 
Oh my god! If I don't own that, that comic, this, so that might work out. That's what I'm telling you. It's like a perfect fit. If if I don't, if if Ryan Goss got casted and I didn't own that comic, I don't. What am I doing with my life? What am I even <laughs> I doing on this planet? <laughs> so, uh, go out get what's that book called? Uh, Dark Rain Number One. Uh, da- uh, Dark Rain Number One. Dark. It's the first appearance of the full for- first appearance of the Dark Avengers. And it's a fun story, and it's going to get you right up into the siege what we just talked about. Yeah. So, um, with that being said, JR, what do you want to plug before we take off? All right. So in, in about uh, three weeks, Action City Comics is doing free comic book day. So you're going to be able to go, go to the store. And he has I talked to Doug today. He's putting uh, packets together for you. Uh, I know I'm going to be there. It's August 14th. Um, I'm either going to be there just as for fun or be working. It's up to me. Uh and so hopefully you guys show up. It's going to be great. The lines will probably be long. Cosplayers show up. Um, I'll be doing video. I'll be doing promotions for the store. I'm going to be doing stuff for the podcast. So I have never stayed at a, um, I've never done a, what do you call it? A free comic book day because it's packed as fuck every time. But since I've dug myself in this world now, I, uh, going to go experience it. That's August oh, 14th. Sounds so excited. Action City Comics. <laughs> I'm excited. Like you're going to, you sound like you're going to war. <laughs> oh, I'm going to war. Yeah. Trust me. If you've been to a free comic book day, you're going to war. Uh, of course I have been. Yeah, it's it's nuts. It's a good so. time. It's great for the economy. So, yeah. yeah, don't miss it. And as always, you can find them at Action City Comics on Instagram. You can find us at Hop Heroes Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, tell your friends, subscribe and like, leave some ratings, some reviews, some comments. If there's anything you want to hear about coming up, if you have agreements, questions, or if you disagree, slide in those DMs. Let us know. And as always, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you all next week. See ya. See ya.